You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. My name's Alexis Ray, and I'm your host. With me, as always, is my mama, Shannon Day. Hey, mom. Hey, Lex. We are so excited about today's episode because we're going to be discussing how we find metaphors for the journey of personal growth in nature. There will be at least three key takeaways. How are you feeling about today, mom? Oh, I'm really excited. Before we dive into the nitty gritty, It's been a few weeks. Fill me in. What's going on? I just had a fun trip from Colorado to Rhode Island. A good friend of ours is going to law school there, and that's a long drive. We went out to help her take her stuff. From there, I got to fly to Arizona and spend a couple days with you. Then you flew back to Colorado with me. Now we're in Colorado and excited to be recording together. Did I mention we have a guest? Ah! Oh, don't give it away yet. (laughs) What's happening in your life, Lex? So much. I have three new one-on-one life coaching clients. I started my new role as a brand ambassador for a company called Mfused. I'm super stoked about getting into that industry. All of that is going on. And simultaneously, I have been thinking so much about bees. What bees, Lex? The insects. B-E-E-S. Seems a, a little random to me. It is. And I'm not entirely sure what sparked these back-to-back BEE realizations. For the past three weeks, I've had a B theme. B theme for the past few weeks. That sounds interesting. As my adult child, I do my best to give you space and mind my beesness with you. <laughs> but since we're doing this on a podcast, I'm guessing you'd love to share more. Thank you for asking. A few weeks ago, I was having a day. When I say a day, what do you think of? A day when things aren't going right. Exactly. Now, imagine that day, but instead put it on the positive side of the spectrum, the awesome side. A day where everything just feels right, connects, there's a flow. I was in the flow. I had a good morning ritual, amazing morning meetings, was buzzing on life. In the afternoon, I had a chance to lay down and take a nap because I had a healing touch appointment. Here would be a good spot for us to talk about healing touch for those who might not be familiar with it. It's a non-invasive form of energy healing to balance your health and healing of the body, mind, and spirit. I know that sounds very official, but we wanted to get it correct. I love you. I'm sure there will be another conversation about this a different day. I did want to make sure that people knew what healing touch was as you referred to it. Thank you. Healing Touch is all about the energies in our bodies working cohesively, and I have been using it as a form of treatment post-concussion since 2012 and to maintain my well-being. I was looking forward to this appointment because I always get to nap during this energy session. But instead of sleeping the deep sleep that I normally had, I ended up dropping into a very active meditation. Did you feel you were asleep? My body was asleep, but my mind was awake. Almost when you feel yourself falling asleep. Totally. When you're falling asleep and your body twitches, but your brain is still going. There was a couple times I moved my hands. I was like, oh, my body's still here. It was a deep meditation. That sounds incredible. It was. 
during this meditation, I realized these insects represent the process we go through as individuals when we let the truth of who we know ourselves to be to evolve. It's a metaphor. We are nature and nature is us and we're a bee. Okay. I'm here. I had a little pause because I was taking time to listen to what you said. We have chatted about this, but you explaining it today, I feel like really sharing with so much passion. Wait, passion about what? Bees. Well, no. Yes, I'm passionate about bees, but I'm passionate about the metaphor. You put me in a trance while I was sitting here listening to you talking about it. And I got lost in it, similar to that state that you were in, I guess. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. Now I'm midway through this high energy and creative day. I just had a cool connection with nature and how we are bees in this meditation. Meanwhile, I know nothing about bees scientifically. Then the rest of my day carried on and was awesome. By the end of the night, I crashed. So the next day, did you take time to do some research about bees? I realized that I had two options. I could either go spend my time trying to research or I can get this information talking to someone who knows more about bees than I do. Tell me who I called. You reached out to our friend, Caitlin. You bet I did. Mom, who is Caitlin? First and foremost, Caitlin is a good friend of ours. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you, Paul. I'm excited to be Uh, here. Oh, saw what you did there. (laughs) I met Caitlin years ago. We were working at the domestic violence shelter. Neither of us do that work anymore. We definitely connected and have remained friends. When I was listening to your podcast, you're talking about taking shots with your grandma. (laughs) I was in that room. It's so fun. She's the best. You've been in my life for a really long time. That happened the other day with Robin, my healing touch practitioner. I've known her since I was 10. I turned 30 next month. I've had people in my life for close to 20 years now. And my relationships are now getting this deep, rich vibrancy. I am grateful for everyone that has been a part of my journey. I'm so grateful to be here with you. Same. We'd love to tell you a little bit more about Caitlin before we move on. Caitlin is a life coach for multi-passionate souls who don't want to settle for less than a life that lights you up, energizes you, and fuels your passions, helping you to feel free to be yourself and create a life that reflects who you are. She is also a wedding coach for the couple who wants to tie the knot their own way. She believes love stories are one of a kind and weddings should be too. She's here to help couples through the planning process so you don't end up feeling you're just going through the motions on wedding day and stay true to yourselves every step of the way. In true multi-passionate form, she also has a podcast called Full Heart Free Voice, is a yoga teacher, an artist, designer, gardener, and beekeeper, among other things. So excited you're here. I'm excited too. Thank you for the warm welcome. If you hear any funny little noises, my puppy, Rio, is joining us and he's learning to be a good podcast co-host. In our world, she is the master of bees. How long have you been studying bees? Seven plus years. Not something I ever thought I would become obsessed with. I felt drawn to a Netflix documentary called Queen of the Sun on the cover of it was this woman completely covered in honeybees. To get these bees on her, they put part of the queen's pheromone in a little vial on her neck. All of the bees of that hive, that colony was attracted to her and landed on her. The thing that really spoke to my heart and changed something almost on a DNA level for me was watching the relationship the beekeepers had with the bees. 
and the way they would talk about the bees as their girls. And they had this affection for insects, a relationship. It wasn't a one-way thing. They had this connection connection here we are evolving truths podcast is all about connection and it was really beautiful and i was fascinated the connection that you were watching between the beekeeper and the bees had you felt connection in that way before i would say the first time i talked to a life coach when i was 18 and she told me about the philosophy of life coaching there's something in that that speaks to my heart and that's what i'm meant to do Ooh, tell us the philosophy. (laughs) The philosophy is helping you to visualize what is the biggest, brightest expression of you and your life. And how do we get you there and move you through the blocks that are holding you back? And in that moment, I was like, yes, I want to help people move forward. Yes, I resonate so deeply with that. Thank you for sharing that story because it is about creating forward action, not just in our lives, but with the people that we work with. Absolutely. I have appreciation for therapy. I had deep traumas and emotions that I had to work through, and that was not going to be accomplished by a life coach. That needed medical guidance. I was extremely fortunate because my therapist not only was helping me process the past traumas, but she was simultaneously teaching me the life coaching steps to create a new future for myself emotionally. I realized in that process, this can be applied to every aspect of our lives. When we take control of our choices in that way, we experience unstoppable momentum. And it triggers that snowball effect that sets people up for high achievement. It looks like success is happening rapidly, but they've been doing the work for a long time. That's what's amazing about therapy and coaching or any type of personal development is that it builds on itself. It's Mm -hmm. a layered process. People think that it does happen overnight. And sometimes you will have these really big breakthroughs, but there's so much that is building up to that. That's what's so cool about working with people over time is I get to really watch their journey and see how they change and transform. I sat here listening and observing that conversation and you two talk with so much passion. Here in this space, we have two incredible life coaches. You two are willing to come in this space and have this conversation and not view each other as competition. Recognizing that individuals you work with take the information and then apply it in their lives. We're building a more beautiful collective. Yes, absolutely. There is enough. There is more than enough. And I have a great B metaphor for that. If we want to start getting into the bees, what's amazing about bees is that they're considered a super organism. They are truly a collective in the most pure sense. Everything that they do is for the good of the whole. Some of them will even sacrifice themselves for the whole. That's something for us to remember is that we are also part of this collective. Every bee is a cell in a body and we are a cell in a body of this planet So it is important and there is this massive ripple effect when we're putting positive things and we're doing good things out into the world, we are benefiting all of us. In my meditation, I can't tell if I was a bee, a beekeeper, observing the bee, but I had the experience of the bee (laughs) the day after my meditation. I audio messaged Caitlin. In the background was a previous episode. I re-listened to them in order to get better. In the episode that I was listening to, I named a woman that I look up to and I called her a boss bee. 
And in that second that it played back to me after I'm having this weird, crazy bee thing, I just had a giant realization that I have been saying boss bee in my mind is B-E-E. And I'm pretty sure people are hearing me say boss bee with a capital B as in bitch. That is usually what we think of when we hear boss bee. That is what we think about. But I know I'm saying something different and it all came together at the same time. Will you just share a little bit more why you don't want to call someone a boss bitch anymore? I don't want to use that word anymore as a way to try and uplift other women. And that is why I've made the commitment to try and say that word less. As I have gotten older and gone through this process of asking more questions in my life, why do I say these things? And then going another step further to say, where did that actually come from? And what am I saying by using these words? There are words that have not been used to be encouraging towards women and have not been used to set us up to win. And I don't want to unconsciously participate in systems like that anymore. I want to be responsible for how I show up. Please know I am saying B-E-E, you should be the queen bee of your life. That's really powerful. And I love the clarity that you have, because I think we can all make these choices for ourselves. Alexis, we would love to hear about this meditation that has had you buzzing with excitement. (laughs) Good one. I'm in my meditation and I feel like I'm observing a bee and I am in the hive or I know that something is happening in the hive. And in the hive, we are being taught how to behave or what to do. I'm being taught my role as this bee from my surroundings. And then I start going out into the world. As I'm in the world, I'm being pushed around by the wind. It's pushing me one direction or the other. Or I'm hit by a drop of rain and that nudges me in a different direction. I'm being rerouted on this journey out into the world. And the ultimate goal is to come back to the hive. The older I get, the longer my journeys away from the hive were. Eventually, I got so far away from the hive or I was observing the bee get so far away from the hive that it was as if it was getting shocked with a signal jammer. And it just started living the same cycle all over again, but it forgot about the hive. It was flying around in a little screwed up circle. The bee gets so far away from the hive, it forgets that the hive is even there and it gets stuck in its own loop of behavior. For example, there's a meme of what success looks like and it's this squiggly line all jumbled and then there's an arrow coming out of the top. That's what the bee is doing, except erase the arrow at the top. It's just stuck there, repeating the same behaviors, the same habits over and over again. And the squiggles. The bee realizes this sucks. Is this really what I have been working so hard for? Why am I even doing this? It starts to take steps towards the hive. And the hive was this personal calling. It was our soul self, our true voice, our little inner child. There are so many names for what that is. In order to get back to the hive, the bee had to face the decisions and the choices that pushed it away from the hive. Those things are our emotional limitations, our self-sabotaging behaviors, our negative beliefs that we cannot do or be or become what we want to be. So the bee is making this journey back and it's retracing its steps, but it's a different journey. Once enough of those lessons had been learned, challenges had been faced in a way that answers the call of personal purpose, the center of the hive. 
eventually you get so close to the hive that you start running into other bees that are on the same journey. And you realize that you are not doing this by yourself. This is actually what everyone is doing. We just don't realize it. Everyone's getting closer and closer to their own hive, but it's somehow a collective hive. That was my meditation. We are our gem, our purpose. Caitlin, you are the scientific (laughs) bee master. Tell me how far off I am here. What I love about your meditation is that there are a lot of pieces that really are accurate to what happens for bees and the actual scientific part of it. Developmentally, in order for the queen to become a queen, she is only fed this substance called royal jelly from when she hatches all the way until she's then covered over into her little queen cell and becomes a queen. So technically any egg could become a queen if it was only fed royal jelly throughout its entire development. The difference between a queen bee and a worker bee, which are all females, by the way, the worker bees are fed royal jelly for a couple of days and then they're taken off of it and Mm. fed something else. Worker bees have lots of different jobs throughout the hive. Typically, most of them will eventually become a forager bee, which is the one that's out pollinating and collecting nectar to bring back to the hive that then they turn into honey. Tell me more about how the queen bee gets picked. The worker bees will decide that they need another queen. The queen doesn't just like rule all. There's actually something called a hive mind. The hive is all communicating. They're saying, all right, we need another queen. So maybe we're either going to create a whole new colony because we've outgrown our space, or maybe our current queen is getting old and weak. We need a new queen to keep the survival. The worker bees will create what's called a queen cell. These really special long cells. The queen goes and lays the eggs for the other queens. The nurse bees know that I only feed the eggs in this special type of cell, this royal jelly exclusively. Then several bees or queen bees will hatch and then they battle it out to the death. Oh, stop. The other thing that really struck me about your meditation that was so intuitively on was that confusion people get when they get disconnected from their hive or maybe disconnected from themselves. That actually does happen with colonies. What helps a colony of bees know that they belong together, they're all part of the same super organism, is the queen's pheromone. Doing their thing, they bump up against each other and they bump up against the queen. They're all spreading this pheromone to each other. So as they're connecting and making contact, they're like, hey, we belong together. But as that bee is out further, that smell of that pheromone does fade. And Mm. so that's why it does come back to the colony that's the thing that's so hard. We get pushed away from the hive and we don't even realize it. Right. When we start facing something in life, we feel like it's there all of a sudden. We don't see all the little things that got us to that point. But when we start to work on something, we expect those results to be right now. And we take for granted all those steps that take us from ourselves building the collective, growing a community of like-minded individuals, things that are going to help us feel better as humans and be a more whole person, that's not overnight. Just like getting removed from our true selves did not happen overnight. Totally. I try to remind my clients when we shift something, this thought pattern has maybe been set in since you were five years old. So let's have some patience. That's also something that can happen within a colony is that there can be a disease or an infestation that is really small. 
creep in super slowly. That colony can still be doing their thing and they look fine and they're managing it, which I think is people, we manage, we cover it up, we cope, do all the things. But then there's this tipping point where a colony is so overwhelmed by this infestation of mites, for example, or a disease that they just start to collapse. There is this breakdown moment, insert therapist, doctor, whatever. my emotional becoming. I let myself get so far away from following my own voice. I came back to it and said, I'm never losing this again. Once you start listening to your heart, you cannot unlearn that. Absolutely. So I think we're talking about these two different metaphors. We are a bee in a colony. We're part of this bigger community that sometimes it asks us to sacrifice ourselves, no matter the cost to ourselves, just like a bee is going to die for the colony, no matter what. I think what you were talking about are the ways that we get super disconnected from that. We're choosing things that we think we have to be sacrificing ourselves for when we don't actually need to. Exactly. The other metaphor is that just like a beat colony that the super organism, we're a super organism. We have all these different parts of who we are. If we're really nurturing every aspect of who we are and we're starting to listen to ourselves and we're honoring and we're not sacrificing, we're actually feeding every aspect. Then we're going to be this happy, healthy, thriving whole that can in turn give back to the larger community. We have to feed ourselves the special honey. We get to choose that. What books are we reading? What are we watching? What are we listening to? Who we surround ourselves with? We all need special honey, but Caitlin, when you were saying the queen becomes a bee because she gets special honey, any bee could be given that special honey. Yeah. Any bee can become the queen. We are actually meant to do that. We are meant to become the goats of our own lives. And the sooner in life you can learn that. And to find your truth, ultimately, and to find your truth. And like you're saying, when we come back to that essential self, is your truth is going to look different than my truth. And there might be things that we share truths on, but it's still going to be our own experiences that feed into that. We are nature. Thank you, Caitlin, for saying that there are multiple metaphors in this bee analogy. We get to talk about big ideas in ways that make them easier for us to understand so we can take action in our life. Apply it to action, to a new habit to a new mindset. The next time I see a bee, I'm definitely going to think about a few more things. And that is a beautiful thing that we each have the opportunity to do. Caitlin, I just want to say thank you for helping me feel validated by there being some science behind my meditation. Absolutely. I'm so appreciative to be part of this conversation. There may be more conversation to be had. Would you come back and visit with us again? Anytime you want to continue this, I'm always happy to nerd out about bees. Caitlin, we'd love for our listeners to know how they can find you. So if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, which is CaitlinBossHart.com. If you're interested in the wedding coaching, that is TieTheKnotYourWay.com. I'm on Instagram at Caitlin underscore BossHart. Caitlin and I have worked together in life coaching. If you are multi-passionate and don't want to live in a box anymore, Caitlin is the person for you. Thank you, Caitlin, for being a person in my life. It's been amazing to support you and watch your journey. The link's in the show notes, and we encourage you to learn more about Caitlin. Thank you so much for being here. Follow the show wherever you are listening. If mom and I are totally your cup of tea, please leave a five-star rating and review. Share this episode with someone that you want to be in a hive with and would love to encourage to do something different in life. We will be back next week, but until then.
Life is beautiful and we are witness to its magic. Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.